0: You are listening to The Not-So-Darling Podcast. Hey, this is your host, Tanya Phillips, a socially awkward overthinker with the vocabulary of a well-educated sailor. On Not-So-Darling, we will discuss beauty, fashion, wellness, hot topics, honest conversations about family, friendship, marriage, and motherhood, and not taking ourselves so seriously, because being perfect is lame. Hi, Kim. Thank you so much for joining me today. Can you tell my listeners a little bit about you?
1: Sure thing, Tanya. It's great to be here. Thank you for hosting me. Um, I am a spiritual leader and a transformation expert. And what I do is I help women business leaders shed others' expectations to live their true life purpose.
0: That. It's pretty fantastic. Um, I was reading a little bit about your bio, on your bio, and it said, you know you're a, a spiritual consultant. Can you tell me how do you typically start working with someone looking for spiritual alignment or helping them find their passion?
1: Yeah, so, so here's the thing. I typically you know how we attract what, who we are and what we put out. So for me, I grew up in business you know, as a business, you know, person, I was climbing up the corporate ladder and then my son was born and, you know, all the things, and we can talk about that. And so I got tipped out of corporate and my husband and I started a business and we were given, you know, much more flexibility when you start your own business. And so I realized that, there's a lot more to life, there's a lot more to my own fulfillment, and my spiritual side really wanted to come out and play, you know, Um, and so that, that very professionalized corporate, you know, stance that you must take, you know, nothing's personal, it's just business. I didn't really I didn't really jive with that after a fashion, you know, I wanted to just switch that out. And what ended up happening is I ended up really transforming from working, you know, primarily with businesses. I would work with corporations to working with people. And then I transitioned out of working with men to work with women. And I know I haven't really answered your question. Um, but the spiritual side for me just kept getting more and more amplified, you know the unseen, the unknown, the mysterious that that intuition that every woman has, and really every person has, but you typically hear it as women's intuition. That just started driving the bus for me, and so I end up leading with that. So I'll connect with somebody intuitively.
0: Okay, the, have you always had that? sense of, of being able to connect um, spiritually
1: with, with people? I have had it. And then of course, you know, what we have, we, we often have angst with, you know, so for me, it was I was, when I was growing up, my parents were wonderful, but one of the things was very strict Catholic family. And so, you know, I came into this world and my mother would say, you have such a vivid imagination. And she didn't say it in a nice tone. It was a very derogatory tone. So I ended up, you know, really tamping it down and not expressing it and not saying anything. Um, But I would just know things. Even as a young, young girl, people used to say to me, you know, she just looks at you like she knows something, but mm-hmm. I was super shy, so I didn't really say anything, and then of course, you know, all of us going to school, and going to college, and going into, you know, corporate America, you do not lead with that. You keep that in the closet, so I say I've come out of the spiritual closet.
0: Yeah, it's, it's really... Interesting to me, you know, you said you you started a business with your husband. What type of business was that?
1: That was a business strategy firm. So I had grown up in finance and went to corporate um, IT consulting, and then I started doing strategy with them. And here's where the intuition would come in. My consultants would say to me, you know, you walk into the room and you can just see it's almost like you're downloading the business model. And that, in fact, would be what would happen. So I really stepped into that when I started my business with my husband in that I did strategy so I could see like the full potential of a business, the possibility, which direction they should go in, you know, who in the organization was going to be super helpful with that, what skills they needed. I could just see like filling in all the gaps. And so I probably honed it, you know, in the corporate world, like as a consultant, but never said anything, you know, never talked about it. Um, yeah. So, and then personally, you know, it's just part of life for me.
0: Right. When, when you talk about, you kind of trans, uh, transferred into just primarily talking to women now, um, what made you kind of go that direction?
1: Yeah. I mean, that seems like a big pivot, right? So, you know, here I am, I have a successful business, you know, we're doing really well. And quite frankly, I got bored and, and, and it was like the boredom that led it, but it really was, I was living two lives, you know, like I had this massive intuition and really wanted to lean into it and, and express myself in that way. And yet, okay. You know, I even have one client with me, Kim, leave the woo with the door, you know? Um, okay. So, so I didn't like that different cadence and that different rhythm. Them. Plus, my children were growing. You know, they're you know late teens now. But then, you know, a handful of years ago, they were they were younger. And so, you know, you say to your children, "Oh, be authentic. You know, have integrity." And I think it just got to be too disparate for me. So that was that was the kind of the first level. The second level was really taking a step back and looking at the world and saying you know what, we really have this, especially in corporate America, the, there is this disparity between what, what's available for men and what's available for women. And so I'm an underdog person. You know, I was like, you know what, I was always the only woman in the boardrooms. I was always the only woman at my level. I was the token woman, you know, to like drive like, you know, women's mentoring in organizations. And I loved that role. And yet I shouldn't have been the only person in the room. Mm-hmm. And, and so when I started really looking at that, and I have a daughter, and I, I started saying to myself, you know what, there's probably more that I could be doing for women. Because I was working primarily with men, and I thought, you know what, women, I, I really want to shift and, and market to women and work exclusively for women to have them lean on their intuition and their knowing. We all have it. It can really help us make decisions. It can help us guide us um you know like look at what's going on right now in the world you know it could help us like what should we do next how should we be pivoting how should we be, be, be responding i love that you're launching this podcast you know it's gorgeous um thank you i'm sure it's part of your intuition that said you know what yeah i, I just you just feel this compulsion to do
0: mm-hmm. it's it's weird that you said it because for a long time or when i was younger Uh, my friend just said this to me yesterday. She said, do you remember when we used to get the video camera out and we would record ourselves talking or we would act like we were interviewing each other or we would, you know, just do fun little things and and you would create this voice and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I do remember that now. And she's like, that's kind of what it reminds me of. And I just felt, uh, 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 drawn to wanting to share my story personally, and then also other women's stories. I mean, also men too, but um, prim- primarily women, um, and share their stories, and just to know that life isn't so, darling. You know, because right. forever, you know, we want to put on this persona of perfection, and and be this, you know, the best mom, the best wife, the best daughter, the best friend, the, you know, all these things, and you want yourself to be perfect. I know I did. I was striving for perfection and uh, wanted, you know, to have to look perfect, to stay young-looking, to be thin, to all these things. And I, I just was. I've, I've gotten to the point where I'm just sick of it, and I want to express that my life isn't always so, darling. All these, you know, so all social media does is sometimes post the best of the, you know, of what you think is the best, the best picture, the best, you know, marriage, the best kids, you know, all these things. And I'm just, I want to be real. I just want people to know that I'm not perfect and, and know that it's okay that, that you're not either. And I don't know. I just, so life isn't so darling. So that's why I decided to do, (laughs) to do Mm -hmm. that
1: which I love this. I I love this. Um, because it is, it gives, it gives women the opportunity to take a breath. And I I feel like, you know, you would ask me why I am gearing my work towards women. And I feel as if because we do it partially, what you're saying is that we feel like everything has to be perfect. And it's because we're wired like anthropologically, we are wired to connect and engage. That's mm-hmm. unlike men. So for us on social media, it's 100% different than it is for men. I look at my two children. I have a son and I have a daughter. And yeah, he's, on, he's online, but he's not, he's not like enraptured by it. You know, he's, he doesn't have that same energy that my daughter does that I'm more mindful of what she's doing online than what he is. And it's not because, oh, I feel like he's quote unquote safer. It's because I feel like he's more protected emotionally. He just, oh, he, yes. Right.
0: Yeah, because I have a son who's thirteen, and so you know, I've I, I, like just certain things that I've seen him do or talk about or not really worry about. Like right now during this time, you know, I'm, I've asked him, I'm like, "Do you miss your friends?" You know, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, yeah, I do," but it's not like a a big huge deal to him. You know what I mean? And and mm-hmm. so m- emotionally, I just feel like they're not. I don't know. They're not as driven as we are. Of that, like you said, connection almost. The I mean, I think they want connection, but not as I don't know.
1: Their Their confidence (laughs) isn't driven by the connection.
0: Yes, that's I think the difference is. Yes, that's it.
1: Yeah, for me, you know, my son was in freshman year in college, and he's now home. And that he was in Maryland, so that's you know many states away from where we are. He was loving it. He was having a blast. He comes home, he's now at the house, right? My daughter, junior in high school, comes home and it's different. She's in her same hometown. And yet he is he is flowing with this easier than she is.
0: Yes. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And what you said, they're not driven by the the confidence of it.
1: Right. Um, and, and I feel like, I love what you had said about you know, not being perfect, but, we, but I think as women, we always say to ourselves, okay, even if we have these great mantras and this great mindset and say, all right, we're not going to be driven by that. We're going to let that go. I always feel that there's a hold there because then we'll get on social media or we'll connect with somebody and we'll say, oh no, there's that fear of missing out. There's a fear that am I good enough? Is there fears like, how am I doing? And I do feel it's just this calibration that we have that's like automatically set up inside of us. And so that's what I work to debunk.
0: Oh, yeah, cuz I have struggled oh, for a long time with wanting to be perfect but also having low self-esteem or or just yeah, just what you said. I mean, just like what you said, the that feeling of I don't know. No, I don't just Not of of missing out, but just not being good enough. Yeah, and so that's what you know. When when I started to do this, and I launched yesterday, I thought, oh no, you know, I was worried about what everyone's going to think, and when they listen, do I sound educated enough to you know have these conversations, or do I let my nerves get in the way? And you know, and sometimes I'm going to say yes and um and no and. Go back and forth and maybe sound not the best, but I just have to just do it. And then once I think I start to relax, it gets a little bit easier for me. And so, um, feeling you know, struggling with not feeling good enough or looking at these pictures of women or and thinking, oh, you know, I don't have this or I don't have that or I don't look this way. So, um, I'm not, you know, I'm not good enough. Well, or I'm I think, not.
1: And I think Oprah a few years ago had come out with that as a mantra for the year, you know saying, "I am good enough, I am enough, I am enough," and that's a beautiful mantra to have as you wake up or like put on your mirror or put you put on your computer screen or your phone. just have that because every single person is a huge gift on this earth
0: um, I believe I believe that too, I really do. Let me ask you, okay, because I know I asked you uh, how you typically start working with someone. So someone would just come to you and say, hey, I'm looking for some spiritual alignment um, and helping find, you know, their passion. Um, you, how does that, I mean, how do they do that? Once, once they reach out to you, then what? You yeah, know.
1: so what it, usually it's out of frustration, right? It's either frustration or fascination. They're usually frustrated because they feel like they're not on their true purpose. They don't feel fully aligned. They feel dissatisfied. And that doesn't have to be a, a money number, but it can be. Um, it could be a, you know, do I have enough business or not? You know, so it could be something very tangible in life, but it might not be. It might just be like under the surface. It might just be this rumbling of, you know what, I don't know if I actually am completely. I don't like the word balanced, but like, you know, leading in every area of my life, feeling good in every area of my life. So that would be the frustrated piece. That's why some people reach out. Other people are just fascinated. You know, when I say I channel the voice of your soul, people go, what? Wait, what was that? Like, like tell me more, you know? And a lot of those women come to me and it's about love. It's either about they don't have love in their life and they're looking for it, or they do. And they're, they're going through such growth that they're saying, you know, with their partner, okay, how are we doing? You know, how, how, what's my love signature? What, what's his or her love signature? How can we grow together? You know, how can we transform together? And then if they have children, you know, what's, what's our relationship like underneath the surface, like more on a spiritual basis. And I do all of that. And that's normally where people enter from the fascination perspective.
0: Okay. You know, if I if, just say, if I was to ask you myself, if I was coming to you and saying, okay, this is what I'm doing. This is my life right now. I'm married. I have a one son He's 13. And, um, I just launched this podcast. I've been a stay at home mom for the last 13 years. I've worked on part-time jobs here and there. I love fashion and beauty and, um, all those things, but I struggle with anxiety. Uh, and I just, I want to have that soul passion and really find my niche and build this as a business. What would you say?
1: What I would say is I'd say hop on a call with me and we okay. can connect, you know, and, and so that's what I'd love to do. I'd love to have discovery calls cause I love to, cause I connect it's, I have a, ability to really control the connection so I won't open the connection unless I have permission from somebody, you know? And and so when we join in a call, we can then have that 20 to 30 minutes to just talk about what it is exactly you're looking for. I can really tune into you. I can look and I'll start getting information about that. And then we say, you know what, this is a really good fit. Why don't we begin working? And I normally work in a six month container. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. And you can see me once or twice a month, depending on your appetite, you know, and depending on what else you're doing. And we work on the, you know, that, that intuitive, like I will just get information about you. And then, um, we work on healing. So I do a lot of healing, um, for you would be like heart ease is what I'm feeling it, because it feels like it, you, I think you feel like it's mental, but it's, it's more heart. It's a little bit lower than that. Um, so we work on that. And then we do the business, the business growth because I have 25 years of business experience. So it's like, sure, let's tap into that too.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I'm going to definitely set that up. Um, I, I noticed also on your website that you, you said that you physically healed your son. Tell us more about how you did that.
1: Yeah. So this was the thing. So, you know, so we all have these moments in our lives, right? And for, and for a lot of women, it's, you know, your child is born and then that shifts your career. And, and, and Tanya, you're, it sounds like that happened for you, right? So, so that's a very natural circumstance. For me, I was top of my field at Oracle, loved my job, didn't have any plans to stop. Life had other plans though, you know? So my son was born and he had had kidney issues and he had some other physical issues and he was duct taped to a gurney at two months old and I was supposed to go back to work the next week. Oh, there was wow. no way I'm looking at this little, what, how many pounds are they then? 12? I don't even know. Right. Right? Like just, ah. so, so, okay. So unwind that. And then, and then he started having significant developmental issues. And they, they manifested physically first, so couldn't roll over, couldn't sit up, like all these things that were really early on. And my intuition started really, really just kind of like downloading at that point. And, and I was like, he has Asperger's. That's what they called it 20 years ago, like, which is now on the autism spectrum. And no one was saying that. There was no, you, don't, you can't be tested until they're five. Like, and I was like, no, you know what? 100%, I know that this is true. And so I ended up just exploring everything. Like it became, I literally have a Merck manual in my house, like no joke, like a dog, because there wasn't 20 years ago, like it wasn't a whole bunch of information. No. It wasn't, you know, like this. And, you know, there weren't all these groups and, and there was work out of Australia on this. And I was just trying to piece this stuff together. And so I treated it like a consulting project. And that sounds terrible. Um, but it was an S show in our house. And, and I was like, okay, I don't want to just learn strategies. I want to know how to fix this. And so we went on the very Eastern, very holistic, very um, kind of woo-woo train on healing. And then we did all of the traditional therapy healing. Exactly. So we did both. And we rewired his brain. He is completely typical.
0: Wow. That mm-hmm. is Fantastic. And it's awesome to know that you have you were proactive and you just took it upon yourself and you didn't let someone else tell you, you know, what they thought. You you took it upon yourself and and pushed forward. So
1: I congratulate yeah. you on that. Thank you. That's and I, I think that was intuitive. Like, it was like, no, 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 we're going to figure this out. And I just kept, and it took eight years.
0: Wow. Eight years. That's,
1: eight years. that's unbelievable
0: that... It would even probably do that. But I'm I'm glad that he's completely healed. Yes. Thanks thanks to his mother. <laughs> and him and all that he and everybody course.
1: involved. Yeah.
0: Um, okay, so I also noticed that you have um books that so you wrote a few books, I or maybe did. several. So tell me
1: more about that. Well, so I, so, and I love this podcast because it's not so darling. So things are not so perfect. So, you know, here I am this corporate person, right. And I'm like, I'm all the things that I have this, you know, 10 year plan. Cause as a strategist, you know, you think of 10 years, my son's born, you know, butt over tea kettle, I like go rolling around, right. Kind of recalibrate. And then I start a business with my husband and you know, do all those things and it's successful. And then I realized my passion is not here. You know, it's just not here. And we talked about that earlier, so I won't go into that. But I was thinking, okay, I'm gonna go into the work that I did with my son, right? Because that seems logical as a mom and all my friends would ask and everybody at the school would ask. And I was doing these like kind of speaking engagements and I was always on the phone with people. And so I said, oh, I'm just gonna do this. And everybody was like, you gotta write a book. You have to write a book. So I ended up writing four. So I had, you know, harder Around Ankles, which is the story about this. But then for some reason, Donya, and I have no idea why this is where passion is messy. I started doing children's books, like did a baby book. I did a chapter book. I did a, um, I did a, like a, a picture book for children. And then I realized everybody that I was reaching out to really loved it when the mom, Kim, was reaching out to them, but they didn't really want to you know, connect with me when it was like a more of a consultant, Kim, in this area. Mm. So it was a pretty fast fail on that, to be honest. And then, you know, as I look back, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and I realized, oh, that's because that wasn't my true purpose, you know, oh, just, it, it wasn't. So it was a nice stopping ground, right? Like it was nice to do for a few years, but no, this is really your direction you should go in. You're really about the purpose and about the purity of that and having women shed all those expectations and the conditioning and to come into their true gifts. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because I, 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 I was looking on here and I, I seen where you had wrote a few um, about like all about the calm and all about abundance mm-hmm. and things like that. So, um, and a couple of the reviews that were great. Uh, one lady said it was it really helped her ease her anxiety with the all about calm
1: yeah that that ended up what ended up happening tanya was that when i was doing all this work and research a lot of times what will happen to the, to the kids that are you know um having developmental issues and then obviously the whole family there's anxiety and now we can look in, it's it's rampant throughout society right but this was about 10 years ago it wasn't as you know on the forefront and i ended up doing speaking engagements for um at schools And so a lot of the information they wanted was about calm. And so I did my first speaking engagement I did. It was an hour long speaking engagement, which became the book. Hmm. Okay. So it's 10 tips. You know, I kind of separate them by category. Um, And now we know that calm, you know, everybody can enjoy calm because that's a, you know, that's a thing. So I've done a lot of in my groups now, I'm, I'm more focused on purpose and power, but you know, a few months ago when, when, you know, the pandemic hit, I went back to calm and I said, okay, guys, let's go back and lay the calm foundation because we all need it.
0: Yes, we definitely do. <laughs> we definitely need to be more mindful right now, more than ever, I, I believe. Absolutely. Okay. So we're at the last part of the podcast where I asked this, um, the same four questions to all my guests. Um, and the first one is what name something in your life you've done that wasn't so darling.
1: <laughs> okay, so I am going to bring my son into this again. He won't mind. So here I am. I'm this corporate woman, and my husband, you know, corporate guy, and I have I have Nick, my son, and this is kind of hilarious. So we're in. You know, I had a C-section, so you get to be in the hospital for like four days, four whole days. Yay, right? Yeah. And, um, and so we're, we're now like, in, you know, and the, the, women in the, you know, the nurses, they can just handle the baby so well and what have you. So we're trying to dress this child to go home, literally couldn't dress the child to go home. <laughs> I was like, I literally said to my husband, like, Oh my God, close the door. This is embarrassing. We have four degrees between us and we can't dress in a small human. Right.
0: <laughs> oh that's 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 cute but it's it's funny it's you know it's typical for new parents and you know I I didn't have um my brother's seven years older than me and so uh, we, he didn't have children till later in life I mean one of his kids is only four right now and so I'm like uh, or five or he'll be five I think anyways um, and so I didn't, I was around kids, but not like young kids. So it was a new, new experience for me as well. So, right. um, and it's, 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 it's different, you know, it's, it's very different, especially in, you know, dressing yourself one thing, but dressing <laughs> someone else's
1: so, up. Um, so. Absolutely. And because we women think we need to be perfect, we feel like we're going to be perfect at this. It was not perfect in my house for a very long time. Yeah. Not so darling.
0: Okay. OK, and then I also ask, uh, do you have a favorite celebrity or person that, that you find to be so darling?
1: Michelle Obama is it for me. I think she has elegance and grace and I love you know the her relationship and her as a mother and she has a beautiful relationship with her mother. I feel like she's intelligent and she's poised and yet she can be humble. I really appreciate that.
0: Oh, me too. I love her and I'm going to say this, but I hope, I wish, I hope, I don't know if it will happen, but I wish she could be the, the VP.
1: <laughs> oh, I know.
0: Yeah.
1: Wouldn't that be amazing?
0: Yes. Yeah. That would oh. be
1: really interesting.
0: Yes. I would love that. Okay. And then what's in your closet?
1: What's in my closet? Okay, I share a closet with my husband and he's a clothes horse. So he's like Mr. Fashionista. So his closet, his side of the closet is just all beautiful and all the things are just perfectly aligned. Mine, not so much. It's not terribly messy, but it's it's not it does, it's not looking as good as his side of the closet. Um, but a little bit more into the covers that, um, I have Halloween costumes in my closet. I think that's probably different. Oh, yeah. I don't think people Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, well, I said I had skeletons in mine, so <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Yeah, no, Halloween costumes are awesome, are they? Uh, any like what, what, what types? Like what? Well, kind? it's
1: hilarious because my best friend will say to me, "Of course you have like witch costumes in your closet, Kim." You know, so <laughs> I have like witches' hats and capes, and you know, wands okay. and things like wizards and stuff. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah.
0: Oh, awesome. Okay, and so the last question is: How would you describe your home decor?
1: Well, so it's interesting. So uh, I'm wildly traditional and yet it's mystical. So, I mean, as you can see behind me, I have crystals and and I have crystals all over the house and I have, you know, herbs and flower essences and, you know, like singing bowls and things. But yet the decor, I love antiques. I love old wood. I love finishing it. And I love colorful fabrics. And I am more on the traditional side than non-traditional.
0: So it's a it's a, a a good mix of a little okay. eclectic <laughs> yeah that's what I was gonna say eclectic that's exactly what I was gonna say yeah. okay so thank you thank you so much for talking with me today I really tr- truly do appreciate it and tell my listeners how they can find you
1: yeah so you can find me under kimewoods.com I have, you know, free guides. I have the way to connect with me on a call. I have a free power-up group that we do lots of awesome things every week. I have guests coming into that. Um, so, yeah, just remember the E, KimEWoods.com.
0: What about uh, on Instagram?
1: Do you have Instagram or Facebook? I do. And so it's Kim E. Woods, and it's IBM right now. So we're going to be changing that handle. But for, for now, that's my handle on, on Insta.
0: All right. Well, you guys check her out. I don't think you will regret it. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And don't forget to follow Not So Darling Podcast on Instagram.